thank you, and welcome back to Metal Gear Resurrections. Um, I'm back with my co-host, Jonathan. Hello. <laughs> um, last time we had like a quick uh, abruption, and um, for this episode, the music of Metal Gear, this is part two. Uh, we're going to just like basically jump back in it, uh, back into discussing about um, General Hummel and his um, how some of his new acquired men betrayed him, uh, basically for the money. And going back into basically the Rock and discussing like parallels between that and what's the what, and what, what's gone on in the series of Metal Gear. So Jonathan, um, we were talking about that. Um, yeah, basically that scene where it's like um, the men that the new acquired men have basically just for, forgotten like anything that they've learned from their past um, as career military men and now become just full on mercenaries. Like they're just there for the money and they don't give a shit what happens to the people there yeah this scene um among a lot of the scenes uh mm. in the rock the movie especially because uh the, the movie's scored by harry griggs and williams so mm. a lot of the scenes you know as i'm watch as i've watched the film you know remind me of um metal gear solid metal gear solid 2 um um and especially um this scene with the betrayal of um General Hummel's character and his team, or the, the sort of, um, kind of, I guess like a falling of House of Cards, like or, or like, uh, a sort of like, uh, I guess you would say like, yeah, like the the destruction of his team being that because he was, uh, he was never going to uh, actually, you know. Yeah, he was gonna go. He wasn't gonna go through with it. He yes, was, it was his bluff was the rockets. Yes, and he was hoping that. Washington was going to pay out. Yes. And uh, as soon as that uh, wasn't going to happen, then mm. uh, uh, men in his team, men he was introduced to, uh, now he gets sort of, he knows, uh, he gets to know their intentions that, you know, now they can, uh, I forget the character's name, but uh, Tony Todd's character and, and another uh, soldier sort of reveal, you know, they consider themselves mercenaries. Mm hmm. And that you know they want to get paid, and so his, uh, you know, him sort of uh, kneeling to, uh, well, not kneeling to U.S. demands, but sort of showing his cards that mm -hmm. you know that he's not going to go through with it. And it was like crazy because like when they first get introduced to like the new guys, it's like it's like Tony Todd. He just comes in like with these like big ass like shades. Like, yes. He's like I'm the cool motherfucker yes. who just like. It's just like up your like crew, yeah. And I forgot who it is. Like his right hand man is like that. I forgot the actor name, but he's always that guy where it's like he's either like a southern guy, yes. or like um or or a military guy. But he's always like that. He's almost like typecast as that guy. Yeah, he was always typecast as like a southern sort of jackass, jackass, or uh, if it, if it's not a military, some mm -hmm. sort of not authority, but you know, bad guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he had like one or two roles like that. I don't know what happened to the actor, but yeah. So they sort of reveal their cards that you know. Uh, yeah, because they're like there to help. They're there to like kind of like bolster up the the the, the recruitment there, basically. Yes. Because like, well, from their from the beginning of the movie, like they lost. I forgot how many. I think they lost like that one guy. Yeah. That was in the weapons, um, like kind of like their room where they were storing all the rockets. They kind of lost him. I don't know if they lost anybody else. But they're they're basically like, 
they needed guys because like we're gonna lose guys because when they come at us, um, you're gonna have like the full force of like the U.S. military against like us who've now become mercenaries. Yeah. So essentially, they wanna they're going they they do they overthrow the general, mm-hmm. uh, and you know they wound up uh, after the shootout after you know a big standoff. Yeah, it becomes like a standoff. Like David Morse comes out of nowhere. He's like, "What are you doing?" And you I not, don't know the exact dialogue, but he yeah. was like. He says something where it's like, uh, I think he was like, holster your weapon or something like that. You're pointing that at a general. Yeah, and you don't know, David, well, in the heat of the moment, you don't know actually Yeah, where like, David where's Morris his lies. allegiance, really? Is he with the money or is he with this guy? Yeah, and you, you know, eventually you find out that he's with the general, but the, yeah. he winds up getting killed. But it's too late by then. Yeah. It just becomes like, um, it just becomes like a kill zone where like everybody just starts like popping off and people are just like dropping like left and right. Yeah. Yeah, it is sort of, sort of um, not a reveal of, the, of mm. the true villain, but sort of like, uh, um, I guess, sort of the main. I guess yeah, because, like, I feel like Hummel's like, the, he's like the big boss. Yeah. And the rest of, like, the other guys are kind of like, like, the underlings, like, people, like, under his command are, like, like mini bosses that you have to, like, kind of, like, battle to go up against him almost. Yeah. And it's, like, basically the guys that are under him are, like, starting to uh, unsurp and, like, try to, like, go after his power. I guess it's sort of, like, the climax of, of the film and and mm. sort of uh, maybe not necessarily a reveal of, like, a true villain, mm-hmm. but sort of, like, the the plans haven't, uh, haven't stopped what's going, or the threat hasn't stopped. The threat is still very much in place of, 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 of an attack. Yeah. And now that... Uh, that someone else is taking over now it's even it's gotten worse yes yeah and that sort of uh that uh rings true in into the scene of uh, of the film and also um compared to the to the to the other scene we're going to talk about um mm-hmm. uh with Metal Gear Solid 2 um sort of that scene as well sort of uh the threat becomes uh clear and uh we sort of see the gravity of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, I think um, afterwards, like, once, like, the shooting finally stops and people start, like, clearing out or running, running like, away, basically, like, then we see, like, um, Goodspeed, and I forgot Sean Connery's character. Um, it's, like, it's in the top of my head. So I kind of picture it. Yes. Like, his character's name, but it's... Not, right now, I can't think. And um, They come in. And they see, like, you know, the general's, like, I think he, he doesn't die yet, like, right? Doesn't he, doesn't he, like, tell them? Yeah, he tells them. Like, where the where the the last rocket is. Because there was, like, they couldn't find one more rocket, I think. Yes. And it's kind of like, once you, like, get the reveal of where it is, you're like, oh, we should look there before, like, <laughs> coming over here, all these, like, bodies are, like, strung all around and uh, blood everywhere. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, he's, like, He's kind of like, you know, like, in a way, he's, he's regretting, like, everything he's done to that point. He's gotten to that point now. Yes. Where he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. Like, this is, like, the worst thing I could have ever done. He's like, this is my big mistake now. That This is what I'm going to be remembered for. It's like, because the only people that know what really happened are either going to be dead or they're, like, or they work for the U.S. government. So they're not going to tell. It's true. Reporters, like, you know, yeah. well, General Hummel at the last minute. Um, he didn't want to, like, use the rockets and kill millions of people. 
So it's kind of like he'll be remembered as like basically the man who turned his back to his country. Yeah, and then and that goes um, mm -hmm. as we're talking about uh, you know secrets um, being revealed. That was a theme that I, I didn't take note of, but I, mm -hmm. I, I think is is present in both um, uh, both uh, both the film and and the game Metal Gear Solid Two. Mm -hmm. um, well, in all the Metal Gear Solid series uh, about mm -hmm. keeping secrets. But um, I really uh, just talking about uh, the rock. Mm -hmm. uh, like overall, like there was one part, or near the end, um, with uh, uh, at the end, uh, Nicholas Cage's well, Sean Connery's um, character gives um, Nick Cage's character like uh, um, I think. Oh, are you talking about the location? Yes. Of the. Um... It was was it microfilm? Yes. Right, it was microfilm. Yeah, he gives him the location. He gives him the 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 secrets that he that he had that mm -hmm. that he was put in prison for that or the people never found, and they just uh, I guess they just kept them locked away so that those secrets never could come out. Um, yeah. And well, I knew, yeah, because what happened was like when he got captured, um, they know he's he's from 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 um, from Great Britain, right? Yes. Um, he's from their military. But, you know, like everything else, like once if captured, we'll disavow you. And yes. once that happens, um, he's technically a man without a country and even becomes more dangerous. And they kind of like they kind of do that shady thing where it's like um, they never gave him a trial. They never told him what the charges were. They just imprisoned him for his whole life, basically. Like he does escape from like uh, at certain points, they said, yeah. uh, like in his dossier, like he does escape. But they always they always capture him because it's kind of difficult. Like you're trying to evade uh, an entire country that's like on the hunt for you. Yeah, and like this, the one thing or the one like sort of critique or mm -hmm. or what I didn't get at the time, I'm still not sure about is like why why give uh, good speed those secrets. Um, yeah, I think because like maybe at the end he saw that like. He's not going to capture him. He's not going to hold him there. No. He's going to let him free. So yeah. he goes like, he's a man of his word. This is one per This is one person that everyone I've come across since, like, my capture has kept his word. That's true. That, you know, if I complete this mission, I'll be free. Yeah. And so I think once he, once that happens, and goes like, all right, he kept his word. I'm going to give him something. Because I don't think he has any interest in it no. at that point in his life. No. Maybe when he got first captured and he was still younger. Yeah. He would be like, you know, fuck these guys. I'm going to, like take their secrets and like well basically i think it was like they're saying like it's everybody's secrets yeah yeah and then he was just gonna be like i'm gonna like sell it to like whoever's like can pay basically or bring it back to my country but you know they disavowed him so he probably might say like you know what forget them too i'm gonna go sell it to the highest bidder i guess it's a way to keep in a way mm -hmm. godspeed safe See, he has all those secrets and so therefore if he ever he is a, essentially a yeah, threat. Yeah, because he, he's come... Oh, it's Mason. It was yes. Mason. That's who it was. Mason. Yes. He knows his existence. Yes. So maybe it's kind of like an insurance policy that, like, if they ever try to go after him or mess with him, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I got these secrets. Yeah. Which I feel like this could technically be, a, like, a spinoff to, like, um, the Disney movies. Oh, National... Uh, the National Treasure. National Treasure. More secrets. Honestly, maybe. you know, it, like that could be, like, a major cash 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 in yeah you could have like two nicholas cages two different <laughs> characters one's got the secret and the other one's like i'm trying to hunt this secret 
Yeah, maybe. That would be cool. <laughs> um, but, I mean, other than the zaniness of that and zaniness of, like, Nicolas Cage, um, yeah, I kind of, like, see, like, the parallels between, like, the two games. It's, like, both game settings, both uh, both game and the movie settings both take place on the island. There is a time, um, everyone's on the clock, basically, yes. like, um, there's a, there's, cause there's a demand, it's a ransom. Both have mm-hmm. ransoms. Yes. Um, just one has, like, VX rockets, which is technically chemical weapons, and the other one would be, um, they say it's a nuclear weapon, but we all know it's Metal Gear, because, um, surprise, surprise, it's the title of the game, there's a Metal Gear somewhere. Yes. It's not called Solid 2. No. Sons of Liberty is called Metal Gear Solid, so we know, somewhere, somewhere along the lines, we're gonna fight, like, a, uh, a mechanized, uh, walking battle tank but this time for the second one it's like an amphibious one that's like uh, anti-Metal Gear Metal Gear yes and it's kind of like that kind of thing like once I heard that like once they said that in the game and I was like it kind of like made me flash back to like Terminator 3 oh yeah where like I think it was like the TX was like I think I'm not sure if that was the correct um, I think so. model it was like it was an anti-Terminator yeah it's like it goes around killing Terminator. Well, and I was right. like, wait a minute. Yeah. I was like, is, when, when did we get into this area where it's like anti this? So like, well, that's... I'm assuming like if anybody, because like for the second game, they said like everybody, the schematics went out there. Almost everybody has Metal Gear. So that makes sense that someone along the line's got to come around and say like, well, I got a Metal Gear that could take on Metal Gears. Yes. But technically couldn't all Metal Gears take on Metal Gears? Unless it was specifically designed, because you know what, this time... This one goes can go in the water. I can't imagine like Rex trying to like. I don't think that could be submersible at all. I mean, I I gotta assume it has to do with whoever programs the machines. Yeah, like I, that just made me think of like RoboCop because he has like a, a prime, prime directive. Yeah, you know, and so does like Ed Two Hundred Nine is like well Ed Two Hundred Nine well, malfunctioning. Like a malfunctioning malfunctioning robot one. kills anything. Yeah, um, but RoboCop has his prime directive. He can't. Uh, there's things that he can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because like it's a no fail directive because it's like technically you still have a person in there. Yes, because that two nine is like a full robot. So yeah, if it does glitch, there's no like kind of like human factor. There's element no to, like, fail stop safe. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was trying to think, and that going going back into it like um, with Metal Gear Solid two, and it's just like it's just like the music is like so like there's like. It's definitely different from the first one. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, the boss battles and stuff like that. Like, uh, I think every boss has, like, that music. I forgot what it's called. I think it was, like, something... It was something dead stuff. I forgot the actual name of it. Yeah. I'll have to look it up later. But, like, even that was, like, whoa. It was, like... Because I think because you're, you're not playing Solid Snake anymore. You're playing uh, Raiden. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're playing a younger person. So it's kind of like, all right, what kind of music would he... What kind of be, music would be in his boss battles against these... Uh, against these, against uh, Dead Cell, and it's kind of like yeah, the music is like more like catered to like younger, like because Solid Snake is older, so I can't imagine him like fighting like with that kind of music on. Yeah, I think he would actually like. I think he would break the fourth. The th- what is it called? Like third? No, third, fourth, fourth wall. Fourth wall. Break the fourth wall and be like, uh, yeah, <laughs> this music's too fast. <laughs> we gotta slow things down. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, for, especially for like the character itself, it's like Ryan who like does his like sick move where it's like it's not a roll, but I think it's called like a lariat, Larry lariat. I can't just pronounce it. But basically, he's like he 
kicks around. Oh yes. He like uh, he does like a oh, kick yeah. flip almost oh, yeah, kind of know. thing. Instead of like snake, yes. snake does like a roll, like a run, yes, jump roll, like. Oh, that's right. Yes. like so, like his body, like more flexibility. Like you see him like move more, like almost like fluid. Yeah. Especially since introducing him, he like is in the water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like going with him, like he's a young character. I would say like he's more tech, like tech trained because yeah. like of the VR missions. Um, here comes like, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like almost like, like dance, like club music for the bosses. There's a little, it's a little more, there is like a techno sort of feel to, Mm -hmm. to the music. Uh, um, and when I first heard it, it has like a yell. Yes. I think it's called, I think it's called Dancing Yell. When I first heard that, I was like, what the hell is that? I was like, I was looking around (laughs) like, is something going to attack me from the sky? Cause that's what I first thought. I was like, is there like a robot bird coming after me right now? (laughs) Cause it's like. It doesn't like it just goes like right into it. Like, ah, I think that's what it's like. Yes, yes. It's I like, know it, people yes. can correct me. I don't, I don't give a crap. But like, and then it just like rocks into it. I was like, oh man, this is like, and it goes. It really goes with it with the battles. It kind of like, it gets you like amped up. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go. I'm I'm Jack. I'm a, definitely a new guy. Which, by the way, like going back into it, um, going back to the past, people were pissed about it. Yes. I wasn't. Uh, I enjoyed playing a different person, because you yeah. know what I didn't. Uh, I don't know if people, I don't know at that time, maybe people were actually like, their fans were like even deeper than yeah. Metal Gear Solid 1 because there was Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake. Yes. But I never, I didn't know those games, so like I only played Metal Gear Solid 1, and then going from 1 to Metal Gear Solid 2, I was like, oh, they're doing a little switcheroo. Yeah. At first I was like, oh, maybe they'll do like a back and forth thing where it's like, you play as Raiden, all right, then they switch, you play as Snake, and just go back and forth, back and forth, which I would have been okay with that, like, probably maybe people thought that was going to happen because, like, you kind of saw, like, the trailers and stuff. You saw Snake a lot. You didn't see Raiden. Yeah. So I think, like, maybe fans were like, oh, we got dupe. We got to play this guy. I was like, I don't like this guy because he's kind of like, I want to say he's kind of like androgynous. Yeah. I think he was also, like, meant to be that way, too. Yes. Where it's like, you can't wait for him to talk to find out if he's a man or a woman. But it, it didn't really bother me. I actually enjoyed it, like, being, like, this, like, young kid. Yeah, um, yeah, a new, a new character, and and just um, mm-hmm. uh, related to it, but like, as uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, as two, the music is different, mm-hmm. but I think that has to do with um, uh, Kojima, you know, wanting to go bigger, wanting to go more cinematic, mm-hmm. and um, and this time around, you know, we got. An, uh, an actual person that does uh, film scores. Yeah. So, and so he's going bigger. The scale is going to be bigger, especially now with, uh, you know, uh, with the PlayStation Two and 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 Metal Gear Solid Two at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you're going uh, bigger, but also there was also, besides being kind of, because there's always like an element of techno uh, to the music mm-hmm. of Metal Gear. But there's also, like, and this was, like, as I thought about it, it's kind of surprising. Like, Harry Gregson Williams, like, he does, like, he does patriot. Pa- oh, there's like, an element of patriotism. Yeah, to the music. To his work, which is, like, Yeah, because you get, like, British, that drums. But, well, yeah, but if, um, like, he, he, it fits well. It does mm. feel very, like, uh, um, like, uh, very respectful toward, like, the military. Um 
uh, uh, you know, sort of like the marching bands and things like that. So it was very, maybe because I was thinking of like The Rock and, you know, mm-hmm. the opening scene of the funeral. Um, oh, yeah. Like, it's like in the rain. Yeah. So he's very, so even though he's he's British, he, he gets like the sort of military and, and, and U.S. sort of patriotism, like a theme. He, he has that very, he does it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that, I feel more. Um, in Metal Gear Solid 2 because, you know, we have Williams uh, this time around. Yeah. And also... Um, and I think there's actually, like, on the on the big... On the, the big show, are there, like... I'm trying to remember, like, are there U.S. flags? Um, oh, you mean in, in Metal Gear Solid 2 on, like... Yeah, in the video game. I believe so. Or maybe like, I'm, like, thinking, like, there is and there really isn't. Um, well, again... This they they were working mm-hmm. on the game uh, in two thousand one. Yeah. Um. At the time, so you got to consider that there was elements of what was happening, you know, nine nine eleven, and at the time, and you have to consider that that was, uh, you know, an element into into the oh, making of the games. Like infuse a little patriotism for what happened. What happened, thing. but also be I guess mm-hmm. uh you know you got to be aware. Of how you how you present mm-hmm. uh, the military, um, you know how you present uh, uh, you know war, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So there is you know for this time around for the game, it's it's bigger, mm-hmm. scales bigger, the mm-hmm. music is bigger, um, and it's yeah. I felt more Metal Gear Solid Two feels more. And also, it it opens up. You're in New York. You're in in the United States. Yeah. In Metal Gear Solid, you're not. You're far away. You're more. Um, you're yeah. You're still in the United States, but you're like you're like in a remote area. Like yes. you're in Alaska. It's very on an um, island. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very. It's almost like uh, what's the word like desolate? No. Desolate. It's like uh, yeah yeah desolate. It's like you know. It's almost like the thing, except it's a, instead of mm. a extraterrestrial oh, monster. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You have you know just. It's just bad military and 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 and, uh, and machines mm-hmm. um, instead of uh, an alien extraterrestrial monster, and you have to fight off instead of just these aliens. You have to fight off, a f- you know, fellow mercenaries and soldiers mm-hmm. uh, in one. Um, so yeah, bigger scale in the second one, uh, more patriotic, um, and I guess that's why too, and. Uh, the Rock, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, and The Rock, I found, you know, they're like, very, you know, uh, what are you trying to say, like, uh, not parallels, but like, kind of kindred? They're, well, yeah, they're very uh, kindred, you know, they're not that far apart in years, and, you know, you got the, you got the guy who did the score for, Mm. for the, for the film on this, on the project, on this game, so, yeah. Yeah, and I know I know he's done like a lot of projects, a lot of movies. Yes. But I know like, I know like, I only know him primarily for like the like the action movies. So like yes, he basically have scored, and I was like, yeah, I know his music, and even if it's like it doesn't have to be like even like top notch great, he can make it. His music will make it top notch. Yeah. Make and, it better. Yeah. And and talk. I know it's well. It has to do with two, and we're talking mm. about. Metal Gear Solid 2 and The Rock, so it's related. Uh, with Raiden, like, as... Because me, I played 
too, but, but uh, you know, mostly, you know, with the Metal Gear Solid games. I played one, I played two, and then I played Twin Snakes. But I always started out, because um, I was young, I always started out as Observer, Observer of you playing the games. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, seeing writing a new character, um, it was... You know, it takes you back because you're you're expecting Snake. Yeah, you're like because what? you play Metal Gear Solid One. You're expecting, you know, he's the main character. He's mm-hmm. the guy you follow. Um, it's like any video game. It's like uh, you assume because it's it's mm-hmm. like association. Um, Metal Gear Solid, Solid Snake. So yeah, therefore, you the, always the, think he's going to be in it. In the title. So it's like Super Mario. Mario's mm-hmm. always going to be in it, um, unless they, you know, it's Super Mario's. Unless you or get, like, Mario Luigi's Brothers, Mansion. or Mario and Luigi, or Yoshi. So you assume that, uh, and uh, correct me, wh- who mm. do you start with first? Do you start with Solid, or do you start with Raiden? You start with Solid, in the, with Solid. And the Tanker. Yes. Tanker okay. mission. All right, and then you go yeah. with Raiden. So it is a sort of like a swerve in a sense. But I like it in that you, mm. I like it. In that it's making the world bigger because, and it's making, and it's, it's obvious, like, because mm-hmm. this, you know, the world is bigger, um, and, you know, Kojima wants to make a bigger story, so he's adding a new character, mm-hmm. so, you know, you go bigger, and, uh, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, because I think this game became, like, the flagship for the PlayStation 2, right? It was, like. Yeah. You were gonna buy the PlayStation Two because you wanted to get Metal Gear Solid. It's pretty much like for the whole, the whole series. Like for him, up until I want to say um, Metal Gear Solid Five, where that became like you can get them on multi platforms. Yeah. And the top two ones, it was it would be Sony or Microsoft. But before that, it was almost like you could only get it on PlayStation Sony yeah. products because then you would get like. They had other titles like Peace Walker, which was a PSP one, um, and Twin Snakes was a, a GameCube one. Um, but bef- you know, during all that, it was pretty much like you want a you want a, the, the Sony game system because here comes that next Metal Gear Solid game that you're gonna definitely want that he's making. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of like, there's pressure for that, um, probably pressure from both ends. Like, hey, Sony's like this the next one's got up the ante. It's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and, um, yeah, about the character. I didn't mm-hmm. uh, hate the character. Of, he's not my favorite character. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate, uh, I don't hate the character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, uh, you know, comparing it to, to the film The Rock, like, Nicolas Cage is a fun character. He's not my favorite character. Sean Connery is he's your favorite. my favorite character in yeah. the movie. Because he's essentially just playing James Bond again. You know, they just don't call him that. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, he gets to, you know, have the, the fun lines. And, and you know, you get to see, you know, James Bond back in action. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and him, uh, Raiden, um, being more androgynous. And I'm thinking, you have that element um, in the Metal Gear Solid games. But also... Maybe it not necessarily has to do with, I mean, an element of sexuality is mm-hmm. in there, but it also could be that as technology advances, 
or ideas in military uh, change. You know, you have, you know, Solid Snake, who's more uh, gruff, very, mm-hmm. you know, disheveled looking, um, uh, first modeled after Michael Bean. And Michael Bean's not necessarily, you know, he's a, he's very, he's like the, uh, well, he's in The Rock, and he's very much, you know, he played, uh, Michael Bean has played, you know, military uh, a soldier many times, mm-hmm. and you know he's he's perfect in the role. Titles. I think Multiple a titles. lot for like James Cameron. Right? Yes, you know he fits he fits that the look, mm-hmm. and he plays uh, plays it well. Um, yeah, he's like the he's basically the pro, the prototypical soldier that can like infiltrate. The prototy- prototypical soldier, and so with Raiden, he's sort of androgynous, but he's mm-hmm. also you know he has that he's white hair, right? White silver hair. I think it's white or silver, but I don't think it's blonde. So he's very, maybe it's platinum. I don't know. Not necessarily, con- not necessarily a blank slate, mm-hmm. but he's sort of ambiguous. Yeah, he doesn't have like it's almost like uh, not blank, but he, it's very hard to identify. And so I think that's sort of like a smart move, and and for the mm-hmm. military to have sort of like this person you can't, this soldier you can't identify. That's, that can move, you know, mm-hmm. very quickly around, um, and you know, and it's very uh, 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 fast, uh, moving, ninja-like. And, and, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because then you'd be like, well, "What did he look like?" And then you're like, uh, <laughs> "Hold on, let me think. I gotta remember what he looked like." Wait, yeah. was he a he? Yeah, he moved pretty quick though, almost like a ninja. You know, and, and with Solid Snake is very different. You can, you know. The dude has a mullet. Yeah, you can. The second game. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, smoking, like, chain-smoking, like, this no tomorrow. Meanwhile, like, when we first meet him, he got cut up by Vamp, so he's like, oh, there's blood here. Yeah. Let me, uh, si- how's he gonna save himself? Let me pop a cigarette in. <laughs> yeah, so, Salt Snake is, like, very, he has, like, a very, um, although... You know, this is 2001. Mm-hmm. He's very 80s. Um, oh, yeah. How he looks. Yeah. And with Ryan, he's more kind of like a futuristic sort of look. Sort of, um, uh, not, uh, kind of, not cyberpunk. But, yeah, kind of like, uh. Kind of like in that tech world. Yes. Yeah. Very, um, anime, very, mm. kind of like Blade Runner inspired. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like for like Solid Snake, it's like for him, it's like he's like I want to say like technology like doesn't scare him, but he doesn't get it. No, because he's always like always like going like what? How does that work? Huh? You do what? And it's like dear God, man! It's like do you know anything? It's like I want to say like for, like for real, like if he's like but for Solid Snake, like if he was an actual real person, I don't think he even have an email address no i think he'd be like so low tech he'd be like i mail my letters it's yeah it's very funny about snake in that mm-hmm. he's he's uh he's a he's a he's a military he's, mm-hmm. he's property he's he's a military and science property and yet he knows nothing about 
science or he, mm-hmm. th- he, he he's not an expert in that he's an expert in being a soldier that's what he Basically, knows yeah an expert in kicking ass yeah that's what he's programmed to do and like taking down metal gears but you know like for all the, all the shit that writing gets yeah and i understand like the, the voice actor no good yeah. he the things he's done in the past i do not condone that kind of behavior yeah. that's but for the character itself for mm-hmm. um writing for all the shit that he gets when you get to the, almost near the end of Metal Gear Solid 2, I think you, he like takes down like 20 Metal Gears That's for true. the Rays. No. And like, I'm thinking to myself, like, wait a minute, how many has Solid Snake ever taken down? And I was like, it, it's not more, it's not close to comparison to 20. No. And I think that's where it comes into like the whole, uh, for Ryan's like, with his agility, his ability, and like the way he's been like trained. So it's like, bam, 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 let's go, 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 go. Yes. Like, let's not stop. It's very, like, frantic. Yeah. And for Saw Snake, it's always like, he's got to take a step back, you know, reassess the situation, yes. and then go forward. For Ryan, yes. it's like, you're in that situation, go. Yes. It's like, no time to think, go. And the character does do that. He does do that. And then, like, for um, for games after this, like, for, like, when we see him in 4... Yeah. And then when we see him in um, his own game, uh, Metal Gear Solid Rising Revengeance, uh, it, there's more, like, more frantic, fast-paced, like, quick action. Okay. Um, and then for, like, for... And same thing goes with, like, Solid Snake. Very not so much I'm not on the tech side. Yeah. But when we get to four, he has to rely heavy on technology. Yeah. To help him. Because it gets to a point where it's, like, he can't do this all by himself anymore like he used to. Yeah. Like he used to be great at these things. Like he used to be great at infiltrating. And now it's like he needs like he basically needs a suit to help him. Yeah. And he also needs like a little tiny like little Metal Gear guy to like kind of like go out there and like do recon and like you know pick up weapons for him and like get weapons for him. So it's like it's kind of like that. It's like those two parallels where it's like one was like heavy into it was like basically like born into technology into that world. And, you know, basically trained with technology. And the other person, like, more analog, Solid Snake, more analog. Um, basically always getting his hands dirty right in the dirt. Because mm-hmm. that's the way he's been trained. Like, he's not really, like, someone who's, like, going to probably do VR training. No. And so that's where it comes to, like, my mind, like, all those times where it's, like, you play all these games where it's, like, you have all this VR training for these games. Yeah. And there's always, like, these theories and stuff like that. A lot of people are, like, throwing theories, like, well, oh, you're not really playing as Solid Snake. You're playing as... Raiden playing as Solid Snake through these trainings. Like, that's, that's what right. these trainings would be for. Yes. Like, it would be for him. That's where he, like, goes, like, goes on and go, like, well, I had X amount of hours of, like, training in VR. And <laughs> Solid Snake's just got to be, like, VR, huh? How about real life, kid? <laughs> where people bleed. <laughs> kind of like there. It's like, yes, there is Raiden's digital and Solid, Solid Snake is analog. Yeah, and they do butt heads, but then at times they do um, play off each other very well. Yes, and yeah, like like you were saying before, like you watched me play this game uh, when we first got it, um, when it was first released, and I remember like we were like I was playing it, and we finally finished a tanker, um, and then this like it's kind of like it kind of like seems like the, at the end it's like um, Solid Snake went under the water and never came out. Did he die? Because, yes, you go into, like, it was, like, two years later or something like that. Yes. Yeah, I think it's two years later. It's, like, we time travel. And it's, like, some other guy is, like, 
we see someone infiltrating um uh infiltrating the shell underwater and then they're like and then you see like the codec call like the you know it's like oh back to my comfort zone here comes a codec call and here comes a colonel and then it's like basically he's got he's been given the code name in the beginning snake yes and it's like yes this is me snake <laughs> i've infiltrated the base and i was like wait a minute that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like my snake yeah who's this snake uh, and then from then on, it's like, oh, we gotta change your name because something might happen along the line where these snake-ish snake things have are an issue. So we gotta change you to Raiden. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm Raiden now. And the whole infamous like basically turning into memes where it's like, it's like go to, go to the node and Raiden's like, did you say nerd? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, we went from one guy that goes like, huh, what, Metal Gear. <laughs> pal card warm it up huh what to like little like quippy lines going did you see nerd <laughs> I'm like oh Jesus it's like that's what happened when you put a kid in charge it's like yeah. we're all screwed but yeah um basically like yeah like that's where I draw in from like the two parallels of the movie and the game where it's like uh, I'm seeing good speed as Raiden and I'm seeing Mason as Salt Snake yeah and it's almost like kind of like the same because like with like going back to like Michael Bean, who's like he seems to be like that always that one guy other than the movie The Abyss where it's like he's kind of like the everyman but yes. in The Abyss he was like the, he became like the bad guy where yes. it was like he kind of like I think I forgot what it was like he had some kind of like some kind of breakdown out there breakdown underwater yes and he was just like I'm gonna attack everybody left and right with like these mechanized like underwater like. Um, Mini subs, yeah. Well, I gotta watch. That's one film of James Cameron's that I I I, I may I have seen once. Yeah, not too many. But see I a believe lot of... it's it's uh, like alien sentient creatures that mm-hmm. live in in bottom of the ocean that these uh, explorers have like a run in with. I bet. Uh, I believe that's yeah. Part, part of like, the story. They, they're at a point like in the ocean, like they're so. Down below, like yes. you can't really, like no human can really go down there without the aid of technology. Yes. And I think I what was that? Like, I'm trying to remember. Like I think even Ed Harris is in that movie. Yes, Ed Harris. Yeah. Yes. And then they're both in. They're both in that movie, yes. which was like going back to the rock. Yeah. Um, I think he only gets down there because it gets to a point where it's like he's either gonna die in that mini sub, or he's gotta find a way to like whatever's down there can possibly help him. Yes. Which is yeah, it's like not too many people like. Would say I would say like either remember or know about the abyss other than like you know like true like uh, movie fans and people who like follow James Cameron. Yes, but yeah, um, yeah, like with Michael Bean, it's like he's always portrayed as like basically the everyman soldier who can like tr- who can try to get the job done. Yes, but um, I'm gonna go into uh, um, the next song, and I was like. Uh, fortune theme because like pretty much like for Metal Gear Solid 2 there are some good tracks like there are other good tracks but like Fortune it's like the one that stands out because it's definitely different from all the other like music from the from the game itself so I'm going to play that right now okay
for fortune is like out of all the people's like like songs or whatever, like out hers like sticks out the most to me, because like before they even before they like we even see her. Okay, so the typical difficulties there. Um, yeah, so I was saying like um, before like we even like see her coming onto the basically onto the stage um, uh, as like the next boss. Um, it's like a basically like like a it was like like basically like an all out like gunfight on the bridge, like we see the seals like Ryan's like creeping up, he can see like the seals, they're like ready to try to like try to rescue the president, and then out of nowhere this music kicks in, and then we see Fortune, who I think is like holding like a modified like rail gun, yes, and it's just like no one can hit her like all the bullets are like. They're like whizzing like all around her, and like no one can hit her. I think I think they even like throw a grenade at her, and it doesn't blow up. And then you get the, the infamous um, dialogue where it's like "It's a dud" <laughs> kind of thing, and it's like you hear this like kind of like beautiful, soulful, and like kind of like jazz. Like this should really like be like almost like in a nightclub kind of yes. like music, where it's like I'm like looking at, at like I'm looking at, I'm like looking at the monitor and like see her coming in, and I just think to myself like out of all the big shells. In all the world, she had to walk into mine. <laughs> the girl of fortune. It's like I know she's gonna break my heart. Um, but yeah, like I'm trying, like for for her, like it's such. It's also like a tragic tale. Like there is like beauty to that music. There's also like kind of like a pain, a pain, like especially that goes to the heart. Like because for her character, like she's lost like so much. It's like to lose her, basically her whole family, and then from what we know, like later on in the game, that. She gets like they don't really like. It's it's basically a, a whole ruse where it's like she truly believes like she is the most unlucky person, even though her name is Fortune. She is not fortunate enough to be reunited back with her family because she cannot die. Like no weapons can kill her. Only to find out, like you mean, you know, fast forward when you get to the end, it's like it's all been a lie. It's been an actual like a device that's been like. Basically, like, not letting her get harmed. And yes. I thought to myself, like, that is, like, the biggest gut punch. Like, you could, I, I would just say, like, wait a minute, I could have died any time, but you've kept me alive for your own agenda, not mine. Because here we go again, like, we have a crew of villains where everybody is for their own thing. No, but they're not united. They may be not united for one cause, but separately they're all for their individual selves. Yeah. It's really funny that, like, she, yeah, she's a tragic character, but then mm-hmm. you think about it, like, a lot of the characters um, in Metal Gear Solid, they have, a, like, tragic backstories, and um, I was just, you know, uh, being, you know, you talking about her and, and mm-hmm. looking her up and being refreshed uh, uh, about the character and reintroduced, and, um, yeah, and how, and her introduction, she's very... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. It's very noirish. I was gonna say femme yeah. fatale, but not necessarily femme fatale. She's very noirish, mm-hmm. and uh, how she looks is very like very um, anime uh, inspired. Mm-hmm. Like to me, she looks like uh, 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 a black, you know, Psylocke. That's more comic book. But oh she, yeah, but she does seem like the, the outfit she wears. Yes. And um, but with that music, it, it reminded me of like Cowboy Bebop. Mm. So it's very like um, anime um, mm. influence, noirish. So and and that's just you know I find that's 
that's awesome because like you do sort of like it's very um evident that uh kojima is like big uh film study of film big film fan big mm-hmm. uh f- a fan of cinema uh and he's just his influence so you see anime you see noir and yeah. And 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 that and that goes with like the characters, like backstory, um, just about like you know how tragic these characters can be, and you see that with a lot of like villains or heroes um, in the Metal Gear Solid series. Like, there's not one thing you can you can say about mm-hmm. in the Metal Gear Solid series. Every villain and hero, they're very distinct. They have their own uh, characteristics. They're inspired by different elements of film and a piece of art of art um, uh, artworks, but yeah, she they're very. You'll never find like one character that's like another. They're all very mm-hmm. specific individually. Um, so yeah, she's just um, yeah, just you talking about her and. Uh, being refreshed is she's a very badass character oh yeah it's like when when we get when you finally get to like the team up of like um snake and raiden where they teaming up like it's like we're near the end and they're like going up um in arsenal gear and like the tengu so tengu's ninja soldiers like coming after you and you know you're basically like not back to back but like side to side with solid snake and you're like yeah we're gonna like take these guys down then out of nowhere comes fortune where it's like it's kind of like a secondary boss fight that we never get to actually do ourselves yeah. at that time, and then it's like she's coming to like basically because she's been told that Solid Snake is responsible for the death of her father, which is not true, and we'll go into that as well. Yeah, um, and she she's like she's like she holds her ground no matter who she's going up against, no matter who you are, you can be whoever you are, she will stand her ground against you, and she basically is like. Um, I'm, it's not coming to my mind, but she's like basically like you know, like she, she's going after Solid Snake, and she's like you know you killed my, you killed, like you've you've killed people in my family. I'm fucking gonna come get you. So it's like it's almost kind of like uh, it also brings to my mind of like the Princess Bride. Yes, I was. Where gonna... It's like <laughs> yes, I, I know where you're going. Was yes. it Indigo Montoya? Yes. And he's like, I, what, is that what it is, Montoya or Montoya? Indigo Montoya. I think it's Montoya. Montoya. And he's like, I kind of want her to say like, unfortunate. And it's like, I'm Fortune, I forgot her last name, um, you've killed my father, I've come, oh man, I'm drawing a blank of the, ta- the tagline now. It's like, where it's like, I'm, D- I'm in Deacon Montoya, it's like, you've killed my father, I've come for revenge? Or I think it's prepared to die. Oh yeah, prepared to die. Wrong. I'm trying to remember, like, trying to like, recollect that, where it's like, I kind of get like, that like, situation, like, when they're like, seeing each other on basically uh in that battlefield right there where it's like it's just it's like Raiden she doesn't even see Raiden she only sees Solid Snake yes and it's like Solid Snake is just like it's like you want death come and get it I'll bring it yeah and then we just like see and he's like he just tells he like yells at Raiden like go go I got this and it's like oh shit like and then we can like kind of like see and hear as Raiden's leaving we kind of hear and see glimpses of like of that battle I was like, holy shit, like, that's probably, like, the best battle we just walked away from. Yeah. As Raiden. But, yeah, for, like, for her character, I kind of, like, I kind of also get, like, that, like, probably other people would be, like, 
I see something else. But like for me, it's Princess Bride. Princess Bride. I was gonna mm-hmm. uh, say. Oh, did you did you find the line? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I was looking up more information saying, about yeah. Fortune. Her full name is Hel- Helena Dolph Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was gonna say, like, if you want to go, like, classical. Yeah. She's very. She's Achilles. In that you know, well, until it's revealed that you know, that well, very much so. Like she has a weakness. Uh, before you think mm. that she's like this unstoppable, or she, you know, she's like almost. Uh, She's fantastical. There's, you know, nothing can touch her. But until mm-hmm. it actually happens, and then she can be, she can be hurt. She can be killed. You know, and Achilles, you know, he, he's this great warrior until you find out. Oh no, he can be hurt. Oh, uh, he right, can be right. wounded. Yeah, where it's like this unstoppable, like, um, warrior. Yes. That's gonna take you down. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh, what was her last name again? Uh, Jackson. Jack- Helena Dolph Jackson Helena is Dolph full Jackson. name. She could be like, uh, I finally found the, I finally found it. She could have been like, hi, my name is Helena Dolph Jackson. You've killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> it's like, it could have been like that. Like, if I would have heard that, I would be like, throw my remote in the egg, like, oh my God. <laughs> we just got a Princess Bride reference here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like for her, like, I like her character a lot. And then, um, at the end where it's like it's revealed that you know she is not you know she does not have abilities yes well she's told she doesn't have abilities and she's basically being told like you're only alive because I'm I revolver revolver or yeah he's revolver ocelot this time he's not liquid ocelot um he basically telling her like I kept you alive and he like thinks that he throws a kill shot at her and then she's like she got hit and we're like oh shit she like she took a bullet to the chest and then she's like back up again and then basically before she dies like the rays go crazy and they shoot rockets at them right and oh I think no I think Revolver goes into the ray and shoots rockets at them yes because I'm like it's all a jumble in my head like I'm kind of like trying to remember what happened but basically like in the last like kind of like her like last moments it's kind of like she like wills the rockets away from them all and it's like yes. holy shit does she have abilities does she actually have abilities like did she like actually will herself it's yeah. kind of like because like that device was like not activated for her afterwards yeah it's mm-hmm. a it's an ele- it's an element of uh, ambiguous you don't mm-hmm. necessarily know if this character is supernatural mm-hmm. or not and like they have a bunch of characters like that um in these games where it's never explained exactly how they can do what they do. You can assume maybe they've, mm-hmm. they've been advanced in some technological way, but in other ways you think, well, how, how, how does science make someone uh, vampire like or able to, mm-hmm. to float? Um, it's not really, you or know, read ex- your mind or read your mind. It's never really uh, explained, you know, it's, but, um, yeah, they kind of do that thing where it's like, as the series has gone on, it's like, oh, it was nanomachines, but it's like, I always go back to like that mystery, like the, that, that, like for me, it's like, that's the beauty of it all. Where it's like the, the mystery of not knowing how they got their abilities. Yeah. It's like, they, we know what they can do, but we don't know how they can do these things. And for that, it's like, I don't need an answer. Like, just give me that, like all these mysterious people. Yeah, and it's very, uh, le- it's very 
mythical. It's very like a mm-hmm. like talking about like you know just like just like story. It's very mythical legend storytelling where it, there's not really an explanation as to how uh, these uh, characters can do what they do. They just mm-hmm. happen to do it, and you you know the the main takeaway is not their abilities. It's what what happens or or the you know the moral at the end. You know. Uh, know the what they can do is you know just for your entertainment and, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it and you know she's a, she's a very badass and cool looking character and very and very cool uh, uh backstory and story to her and i think like for her weapon um they like they, it's kind of like they bring it back to like the fourth game like kind of like callback where you actually do kind of like get like this like real gun after i think killing um Crying Wolf and Metal Gear Solid 4 where it's like it's kind of a callback to like Fortune and her weapon where it's like it was like it was like kind of thing like you know how would it be to like handle that weapon when you're not those people yeah and then you kind of like get that that opportunity to do so and that kind of like, I was like I thought that was like that was a pretty cool a pretty cool thing I was like oh man like that weapon looks so cool because like when you first see her like when she finally when you actually got to actually fight her um, as Raiden yeah I think that's like one of the few times where um, as you're battling, damage occurs all around you because, like, she's trying to shoot you, and you can't hit her whatsoever because, uh, from what we know, f- you know, from then on, like, it's not her her ability is basically deflecting all weapons away from her, all bullets away from her, so you can't hit her. So it's like you gotta withstand this battle with, with your agility. Yes. Um, and then you see like all these boxes and like containers being destroyed left and right. It's like holy crap! Like I'm not gonna make it from this battle. Like what's gonna happen? Somebody save me! We're Solid Snake. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I want to like bring it back and like kind of like go back to like how this all began, like and also like the betrayal that Robert Oslo is just doing left and right to all these people. So we're gonna go back um, to the tanker, and then basically like the unveiling of Revolver Ocelot's like plan, who yeah. is like basically like uh, I'm not with any of you. I'm with me. Screw all of you. This Metal Gear's for me. So we're going to take a listen to that. We, the Marines, will lead the charge into a new world order with Metal Gear Ray. That is all. Dismissed. Excellent speech, my friend. Who the? Gift of the silver tongue. They say it's the mark of a good officer. And of a liar. Americans are too in love with the sound of their own voice to speak the truth. Identify yourself. I am Shalashaska. Also called... Revolver Ocelot. Awesome. 
What do you want? This machine will be quite useful. What are you planning to do? Steal this thing? Steal? No, no. I'm taking it back. Nobody move! Understood? This ship now carries enough Simtex on its key structural points to blow it out of the water at the touch of this button. That's right. No one has to die needlessly. Streets. I was raised in Znezinsk, formerly known as Chelyabinsk 70, the nuclear research outpost. What are you talking about? After the Cold War ended, my home was bought out by the Americans. Is there a point to this sad story? Not you would understand. Land, friends, dignity, all sold to the highest bidder, the United States of America. Even the technology that gave birth to these weapons is Russian, developed by us. What do you intend to do? Russia will rise again. And Ray is the key. I regret to inform you that I have no intention of selling Metal Gear. As I said, I came to take it back. Oh. Yes. Returned to the Patriots. The Lale Lule Lo. How's that possible? Ocelot. You! Have you sold us out? <laughs> I was never in your employ, Kalukovic. Are you still in league with Solidus? No hard feelings, Colonel. Mother Russia can rot for all I care. Since when, Ocelot? When did you turn? I'm glad you noticed, comrade. I abandoned her during the Cold War. Metal Gear only has room for one! Gerukovich, you and your daughter will die here. Damn you! <laughs> 
Sergey, looks like you were long overdue for retirement. I trust. Show's over. If you wish to live, I suggest you run now. This ship is still in the lower New York Harbor. You may yet make it to shore if you swim for your life. been a while, brother. Who are you? You know who I am. Liquid? Not so young anymore, eh, Snake? You're drowning in time. I know what it's like, brother. No wonder Naomi passed you over for the Fox Dive program. Physical prodigy. Few more years and you'll be another dead clone of the old man. Our raw materials are vintage, brother. Big Boss was in his late 50s when they created his copies. But I, I live on through this arm.
have what it takes after all! You're going down, Snake, with this tanker! So going back, you know, like from between the game and the movie, um, you were saying, go ahead, Jonathan. Yes. Uh, I was saying that, uh, yeah, for me, like these, these two scenes, mm -hmm. the, um, uh, the, you know, in, the, for in the beginning of Metal Gear Solid 2, the reintroduction of Revolver and in sort of, you know, hum, and this, uh, the movie scene, the Rock Hummel's death, the very parallel, the very... For me, they 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 they're very uh, synonymous one another one another because they're both betrayal scenes. Um, although uh, this mm -hmm. scene with uh, Revolver is in the beginning, mm -hmm. and the betrayal scene in The Rock is more it has to do with the climax of the movie. But um, in this scene, it's it's uh, we get you know just like in The Rock, we get a clear idea of what the actual uh, threat is, mm -hmm. which is well. It is uh, Revolver's uh, plan, Revolver and, you know, uh, Liquid's plan, and it has to do with, um, you know, taking uh, Metal Gear Ray and uh, using it against uh, uh, the United States. And so, um, yeah, so they... Mm. Yeah, so I was saying that um, 
we get a clear idea of the threat, which mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, I, I keep going back. Well, that's what this, you know, this episode's about. The fact, the sort of, the connections between the film and the game. And so we get a, a clear idea of the threat. There's, uh, in the scene, there's betrayal. Mm -hmm. You know, we're introduced to um, uh, Revolver and his team uh, with uh, Golukovich. And, um, and you know, uh, thinking about... Uh, Looking at it now and thinking about it back then when I uh, first, uh, you know, you know, watched you playing the game, yeah. I thought Gulukovic was going to be like this, another big, uh, a big uh, bad um, of the game. And, uh, you know, and then he winds up, um, uh, you know, getting you know, easily sort of, like, dismissed and killed off mm -hmm. um, in this scene. So it was kind of like, it's an interesting sort of, like, um, uh, sort of, um, um, uh, not, 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 well, yeah, kind of like, kind of like a, sort of like a, mm -hmm. a, uh, it's not a rabbit out of the hat, a trick, if yeah. you will, because you're thinking that he's going to be another big bad, big bad that mm -hmm. Snake is going to face, another big, uh, yeah, uh, villain to face. But then he gets killed off, and then we sort of get to see that um, not the true villain, but the true, you know, uh, as I was saying, the true plans of. Um, revolver and and liquid mm -hmm. and that taking uh, taking you know this weapon and it's very similar to the rock where um, you know we have you know Ed Harris's character who's who never planned to uh, to actually attack the US or um, drop the, the weapons in San Francisco or, or in Alcatraz mm -hmm. and um here, it's it's a little different in that Metal Gear Ray is actually a product. Well, the U.S. is presenting as as a, as a weapon. The U.S. Mm -hmm. is going to use um, Metal Gear Ray as as a as a weapon. So, and we as um, as an audience playing Metal Gear Solid One know that that's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. But in a way, and looking at it now. Uh, it's kind of like, oof, thank God we we have it. We're going to be uh, uh, using it. We, there's a sort of like an element of that sort of relief. Well, the good guys have it. Yeah. So what can go wrong? And then, you know, and then Revolver Oslo shows up. That can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so there is this, um, you know, Revolver... Um, reveals himself and then you know quickly they take over uh, uh, the naval ship they overthrow um, the US the military um, and I think I think it was I think it was yes because mm -hmm. it's Fortune's father the Colonel Colonel Jackson that's uh, he begins you know 
the scene talking, uh, introducing the weapon. Yeah. And, um, and he's sort of, and he does, he's not, uh, from how he speaks, because I'm, I'm thinking about it, like, I'm thinking in two ways in that, how did I see it when I first, uh, saw the game and how do I see it now? That character is not necessarily, uh, a mm-hmm. villain, He's just, uh, he's just, you know, uh, a general, and he's in command of this ship, and he's presenting, you know, this weapon that that we, the U.S., now have, and now, mm-hmm. quickly, uh, that's sort of uh, nicked because Ocelot shows up, and he comes with his soldiers, and, and, and it's believed, like, to be, like, almost like a a Russian takeover, but it's very, like, quickly, things happen very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, U.S. has Metal, has, has Metal Gear Ray. No, now actually Russia has Metal Gear Ray. Mm-hmm. No, now actually there's a team or there's, yeah, there's a, a terrorist team within the Russian uh, 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 military that actually want the machine uh, for themselves. So it's very quick, uh, quickly, like a, uh, a series of betrayals mm-hmm. that happen. And so, you know, we get the, you know, revolver first is, you know, seems very uh, pro-Russian. And then, which is weird, because I, I don't think, although he does have, like, Russian pride, it's not very relevant yeah. Like in like the first game. Mm-hmm. So it's a little weird that it starts out and the second one he has that. But then it's quickly like, no, actually, I'm doing this for myself. And there's sort of like this question, well, because it's revealed that Liquid is actually, or Liquid's hand is now a part of uh, Revolver. Mm-hmm. He now has Liquid's hand. So now we know that Liquid is a part of Revolver. Um, and those two uh, uh, entities are now clashing within each other. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. very unclear who's in charge or whose plan this is. Is it Liquid that's wanting to do this? Which makes sense because he mm. wants to do what he didn't get to do uh, the first time around. Uh, you know, taking Metal Gear Ray and, and you know, basically starting a war. Mm-hmm. Or is this revolver wanting to do this? It's not. Necess- it's never really made clear. Um, but yeah, I I just it's uh, I I love the scene. It reminds me um, just the music mm-hmm. reminds me of the rock. Uh, you know, you can like I, it, it'd be interesting. Like you just if you switched and you put like music. From Middle Gear Solid Two and the Rock, and then you put rock music in Middle Gear Solid Two in those two scenes, and how it would play out. How it would play out. Yeah, I think it would be interesting. But, um, yeah. So you have this. You have this um, sort of. Mm-hmm. No, you have this betrayal scene, and then, um, and then, uh, and then you know, oh, General. The, 
the General Jackson is is killed off, mm-hmm. um, and that gives years later that gives uh, Fortune motivation, and then you know Lukovic killed off is, and that adds to his daughter's backstory as well. Oh, that's right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you have these you have these two daughters, where, they're they're basically like they're, they're on their own trajectory, but both fueled by revenge. Yes. For um, the loss of, of fa- basically family members, yeah. Yes. I was trying to think. Um, yeah, for like for this scene, I would say like it's also kind of like an announcement. Yes. That like we like it's not just revolver. It's Liquid and Revolver. Yes. And now that Liquid's back, now it's like, we don't know what's going to happen. It's become like where um, we kind of like know where Revolver, like there's always a plan, there's always a method. Yes. To his plans. Like, it's never like, you know, it's not it's not built from chaos. Yes. But like for Liquid, most of his plans are, were like kind of like built from rage. Rage against his father, rage against the genes that he was cursed with. And uh, rage against for basically um, being lied. I mean, well, we know he's being lied to. Yes. And what he thinks is the truth. Yeah, look, uh, I wouldn't say Liquid doesn't have, like, mm-hmm. he's not like Joker-like in that he doesn't have a plan. But it seems like he's very he's very emotional in, in mm-hmm. the moments. Um, and so, like, and you, and you hear it in, in, in this scene where... You know, as he's talking with his, uh, you know, he, he just, ha- you know, Snake just is there, and 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 he very much, as soon as he knows he's there, is like, oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna kill him off. Yeah. Um. So it's not very. He does have a plan, but there is a sort of like, uh, he's very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, as, as things go uh, on in in, in the scene and in in the series when things happen and you know especially with his brother involved it, it, emotions do get uh do get the best of of liquid at times mm-hmm. um if only he had somebody to train him like you know like you know hold back those emotions like don't bring it like out so much yes like kind of control your rage yes like maybe you you would have been kind of successful in what you were trying to do yeah but, you know, it just doesn't play out for him that way. Yeah. And for um, for this scene, I always think back, like, uh, when I first played it, yeah. um, when I hear Liquid's voice come out of Revolver's mouth, I was just like, I first thought, like, my game broke. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, my PlayStation 2 is broken. Like, the, the game, like, this new beauty game just destroyed it. And then, like, as this scene continued going on, I go like it's very like, um, not only daunting but kind of scary yeah. to hear his voice coming from that body. Yeah, like those two don't go together. Yeah, and it's kind of like, uh oh, here's Fright Night. Um, this is the part that's scary because like all chaos is breaking loose. Um, he, I think at the time like he does blow up the ship. He sets up the explosives, so yes. the ship is sinking. As, like, he's making his escape, everybody's freaking out. Um, soldiers are trying to, like, basically escape from that room that they've been all locked in. Um, there's bodies around from, like, revolvers, like, basically, like, um, shooting skills, like, taking out Gulkovich and his men. And 
from all the chaos, then we hear, like, liquid, like, emerge, and it's like, oh, shit, like, what the fuck is this? Um, for me, it was like, are we going to have another boss fight right now? It's like, is he going to yeah. get in this raid? We're going to fight in this room? It's like, I'm trying to, like, not drown myself. And, um, and it kind of also, like, goes into, like, play, like, with this new Metal Gear, where it's like, this new Metal Gear has to be built this certain way in order for, like, to do these things. Yeah. It's like it's amphibious, so it's gonna go underwater. Uh, it's gotta be more. It's gotta be smaller compared to Ray. Yeah. Um, in order to like do to have like basically to to do these like things that you wanted to do, like basically escape from a ship. Yeah. From the the bottom of the ship, and then and then I noticed like for this for this scene, it's also like like when Revolver's like arm twitches, where yeah. it's like where it's just Liquid's arm, uh, when it twitches at first, like you kind of hear like kind of like. This like electric energy, yeah. and I always thought to myself like when I first heard it, I was like, "Is he gonna have like electric powers and just shoot me with a bolt of lightning <laughs> where I stand?" And then when I go back into it and think about it, but like, is that the what? What is that sound? Is that the sound of like liquid nano machines, kind of like blending into revolvers and trying to take over? Yeah, because then like it does break down where he's like he's like, "Get out of my mind, liquid, go get out of here." Yeah. And then I know, like, later on, they do, like, talk about, like, how um, there is, like, some kind of, like, it did, like, mess up with Revolver, but they didn't say to what extent, and then they go into, like, oh, he did X, Y, and Z to make himself believe that, you know, Liquid was alive in him, and that it'll come out and emerge when um, Solid Snake was in the vicinity, which is, like, how does that even work? Probably because, like, they go back to like, oh, it's all the nano machines that can detect one another and detect when you're in the vicinity of each other, and then that's where it, like switches off. Yeah, and it's like I kind of like want like the Mister like this basically this dead person uh, come back to life, kind of like almost like Frankenstein. Yeah, where it's like I don't know what compelled Revolver to take his his ex boss's arm. It's yeah, like, you you have you have money, you could like maybe I don't know. Take it from like a newly <laughs> fresh cadaver, or someone you would have killed yourself. No, I'm gonna take this guy's arm. Which, by the way, it's like it kind of looks weird. It's like a younger, buffer guy's arm and yeah, an old person's body. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's very. It, it stands out when when you mm-hmm. see it that like when it comes out of like nowhere, this like thick. It's like whoa! Arm, it's like that's a, a part of this older man. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. But yeah, the. Mm-hmm. The scene, um, it's very, uh, as you were saying, mm-hmm. talking uh, talking about playing the game, how, you know, are you going to have to face, uh, you know, uh, Metal Gears, you know, and, and, and so soon. And it's very, in in a way, the, the game is very, it's a very actually true follow-up to the first one, because, mm-hmm. like, if you just played especially at the time when you're like you know f- fans of the game you know just oh you hear Metal Gear Solid 2 is coming out oh let me keep playing Metal Gear Solid 1 mm-hmm. and so you're playing Metal Gear Solid 1 you finish it and then you get on to 2 and you're like imme- it's almost a very much follow up very like like oh you, you beat you beat the machine and now oh you gotta face another machine like right mm-hmm. at the beginning um, and, and it's a very it's a very good actual like actual sequel uh, follow up to to part one, and also it's very 
knowing that there's uh, a new uh, new machine, new threat, it's very, uh, and oh, well, not just the machine, but you also have liquid and, and revolver. So, like, it's very, it's it's scaling things up. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, it's like, an, a, you know, another thing about uh, Kojima doing this game and that, you know, you're doing a new system and you, you want to bring more uh, cinematic uh, uh, themes and elements to this game. And you're upping the ante again because mm-hmm. now you, you don't just have, uh, you know, you you just don't have one villain. You have another villain, so and and those two clash. So you gotta assume that revolver has his own plans. Liquid has his own plans. So now you're facing this villain that you can't sort of predict because if you, if it's one, you predict maybe mm-hmm. what one wants, but you have these two clashing with each other, sort of chaotically. And so now you have this threat um, in part two, and so it's like it's a bigger threat, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and it's and it's more, I guess, uh, unpredictable in in a way because you know, and it's and you're right at the beginning, so you don't know where this is going. Um, you know, you know that you know, uh, revolver gets away with the with the machine, so and so where is that heading? Um, so it's very, it's a very, uh, it's a very cool scene, and it's very um, uh, more, uh, more epic, because uh, you know you have to, you have to, you have to up the stakes, um, and it, and it's, it's funny because I'm comparing these two scenes, you know, with the rock, and you know that's more the climax of the film, and this is just the beginning, um, but it's very, you know, it keeps you. Uh, on edge and it keeps you mm-hmm. and it keeps you guessing and uh no but uh both you know both scenes are you know i just um you know i, I remember them well because they're very because uh, the music uh is very um as we, as we talked about a little bit it's very operatic mm-hmm. and you know you have the element of of um with williams you have this sort of you know he does it. You know very well. The sort of patriotic theme. He did it in you know in the rock, and he does it here, and and you know you have like, and that and it and it's done well, in that with General Jackson. Um, yeah, Jackson. Um, he's a character you're introduced to, and you, mm. and they do a job. A good, the the voice actor and how the story plays out. He does a good job in that you care about this character. You. You just met. You don't know too much about. You know he's, uh, you know, a U.S. soldier. Mm-hmm. He had these plans to uh, use these machines. You gotta, at this time, you gotta assume, you know, in the U.S., you gotta assume it's for good, you know. Um, but then that's, you know, and th- those plans are, you know, cut down by a uh, revolver. And even you know you even feel sorry for Lukovich because like you think he's going to be a big bad, mm-hmm. and then he's cut down uh, by Revolver as well. So you have like this like these sort of like characters that don't know what's coming. These tragic characters that don't know what's coming. It's very similar to Ed Harris's character, where you know he has this plan, and you know he he doesn't know that or he has an idea that so his soldiers. Um, and his crew, they're not all, they don't all see eye to eye, but he mm-hmm. winds up getting, you know, uh, killed, um, by the, uh, by the, 
by two in his group, um, and he and he, you know, and it's very you know tragic. He doesn't get to you know, they uh, his plans will never be truly known why he was doing what he was doing. People mm -hmm. just assume he was just a terrorist, um, and it's sort of like here with those with these characters with General Jackson Lukovich, their plans or what they intended to do is not going to happen. It's cut down by um, a Revolver's plan. And, and um, you know, they're just uh, two great scenes that I, that I, that I love and I've loved uh, looking back on. And I would say it's also kind of like tragic for Kulikovich because he's kind of like told that by Revolver, it's like, you know, I'm going to kill your daughter as well once I'm through with you. And like, just to have that in his mind as he's like slowly dying, um, you know, his last words being his daughter's uh, name, and just drowning in the water because he can't do anything. He's he's fatally shot, and he, a person of like you know not a young man, but like you know somewhat advanced age, yeah, like not gonna recover from that. And his like dying thoughts and words is about his daughter and hoping that. You know that does not come true, and that's just like also another like thing like um, when I go back to like these two women that like basically their lives have been altered and basically turned from like what was going at that time probably good to worse. Yeah. You know, like they're like we don't know what their lives would have been afterwards if their mission would have been successful. Um, albeit if these characters never cross paths. They'd be like totally alter, uh, you know, alternate lives. Yeah. But the fact that Revolver, um, his own plan was to like intervene and steal Metal Gear Ray for himself, um, kind of like sets up a chain reaction of like what goes on with Olga's life, um, giving birth to her daughter and her daughter being stolen by the Patriots and as like a bargaining chip to keep yeah. tabs on Revolver Ocelot and then for uh, Fortune, her life also being. Um, you know, like basically, basically taking a skew yeah. from what was going during her time and the tragedy that struck her, then being kind of like made into like almost like a pawn. The like you're a person who's fortunate and you're never going to be able to like find you know death until you find the worthy opponent to bring you back to your family. Yeah, and it's like the tale of tragedy of these two women. It's like it's kind of like, it's also like, it's kind of like heartbreaking. Yeah. For them. And it's all like kind of like because of Revolver Ocelot and his plans. Which yeah. we never come to find out until like it starts like happening. Yeah. It's like we never like he doesn't do like the whole like you know super villain monologue thing where he'll tell you what his plans are. No you're just gonna have to like wait till he does it himself. Yeah the sort of the, the plans are sort of revealed as mm -hmm. things uh, keep going along mm -hmm. and um yeah, and I think another reason why I, I find a connection between the scenes is that, you know, although one takes place in the beginning, they're both climactic scenes, mm -hmm. and that uh, we don't know necessarily what's going to happen next. In The Rock, uh, are the person we believe to be the villain that we know is not really a villain mm -hmm. is cut down, and then, so, so what happens now? We have now this element of, we have now mercenaries have this weapon. Mm -hmm. So what are they going to do? And now in in in, in Metal Gear Solid Two, Revolver has this weapon. But what's he going to do with it? 
Or yeah. What do, what plans do they have? And especially in Metal Gear Solid Two, um, Snake, you know, he has sort of like he falls in the water. We don't know what happens to him. It's like, mm. what's going to happen to Snake? We're thinking we're following this character this whole time. Well, what's happening? So this is sort of like things are up in the air after these scene things are give this feeling of being up in the air we don't know what's necessarily going to happen um both um both scenes you know well done um yeah yeah i think we'll take i think i was gonna say like, i think we'll take a pause here and then kind of like throw a tease like for part three because like i think because like with like all these games there's just like there's so much um story to tell with the music itself as well yes so we're gonna like throw a little teaser out to you guys and just like um of what of you know like what we're gonna discuss next so let's take a listen say like like a chunky teaser we're gonna go into like 
um, more into the music of Metal Gear. We're going to go with part three. And I'm going to bring in some, like, parallels, especially with, like, Snake Eater. It's, like, very Bondish, like, the game, mm-hmm. the music. And it's, like, not a parody, but kind of like an homage to it. Yes. And, like, similarities to the Bond series, especially with the, with the last film by yeah. with Daniel Craig. And it was, like, pretty much, like, you've taken elements of Metal Gear Solid and brought it into your into this franchise. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that. And that's that for this episode. Um, I want to thank everyone to listen. Um, if we messed up anything or if any said, you know, if we goofed or, you know, misnamed or whatever, you can at me. I don't care. This way I can, like, know from my mistakes. Um, I'm going to have many, many mistakes. And, you know, to be called out and corrected would be great because... Yeah. Uh, that's the only way you're going to learn, you know, if you like, you mess up, hey, you know, this is a little goofy, did. Here you go, here's the thing you should have known. And I want to thank you, Jonathan, for coming back, my co-host, my brother, uh, <laughs> for this episode. We're going to have part three, and I'll I'll definitely tweet out, like, when we're going to do part three after, after we're done recording and everything, and kind of, like, schedule it up. So I want to thank you again for coming on. And I'm going to put all our information so this way if anybody needs to contact us. But um, if you know your Twitter handle, you can like throw it out there. Yes, I'm at JLF underscore 89. Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me there on uh, tweeting my uh, wrestling takes and mm-hmm. uh, being now this uh, co-host of the show. Every now and then I'll, I'll tweet out, you know, when, an, when uh, I'm part of an episode, I'll tweet a, a hint or a theme. Uh, about uh, the upcoming episode and I'm excited uh, for going into Metal Gear Solid 3 to be refreshed into that but also look into the connections between the Bond series as well. I'm excited about it. And especially if you're also tweeting like your thirst traps for wrestling. The wrestling <laughs> I noticed that too. Yes. I was like, <laughs> I'll throw it up and I'll go in there but like, naughty naughty. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so definitely um, tweet at us, at us. DM me if you want. Um, I'll put the information of the show's information, especially your email, or just like wherever you want to do. Um, if you can, subscribe, rate, and review on any platform you download this from. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, intro and outro music is done by Fingers, who does great work. I, you know, I love his music, and especially uh, check out his new album, uh, Lost Levels. And um, definitely, the la- least and la- last but not least, but definitely check out your local library, especially if you want to, like, um, not just, like, you know, take out books or anything, but, like, they definitely have great programs, especially with the summer coming on. Um, if, you know, if you got young ones that, like, have, like, a long-arm list of, like, books they got to read for school, I don't know if they still do that anymore. But also, like, programs for kids and toddlers, like, you know, like, they definitely have, like, a lot of things for the whole family. Um, and not just like, you know, programs for like literacy. Um, yeah, check out your local library. They definitely do, uh, need the, the, the traffic this way they can like, uh, get the funds that they need. You know, it's something that's like, I don't think it's really talked a lot about, but like definitely like, from my lifetime, I spent a lot of time in the libraries and I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, have a good day. See you later. <laughs>